You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Tuesday, May 3rd. We're talking Blue Jays baseball today with Gregor Chisholm, Blue Jays reporter. Gregor, thank you for the time as always. And let's start with a Monday night's game against the Rangers. The Jays falling a 2-1 in a pitcher's duel. And, of course, all the pregame discussion and chatter and hype centers around the fact that, of course, it was the team's first encounter since uh, Game 5 of the ALDS, the now legendary bat flip of Jose Bautista. And again, you know, I know it was a hot topic amongst uh, fans and amongst the media and on social media, but what about amongst the Blue Jays themselves? Was this a, a big deal to them or is it just business as usual? Well, they're certainly trying to downplay it and saying it's business as usual, but I, I think this series has a bit of a special feel to it. and You could just sense it, uh, you know, watching the game last night when uh, you know, Sam Dyson comes in in the eighth inning, and all of a sudden there's a couple runners on, and here comes Jose Batista. And, uh, the fans certainly took a lot of enjoyment in that moment. It didn't work out for Toronto in this situation, but you, you couldn't help but have flashbacks uh, to that memorable game five. And uh, you could see it on the faces of some of the players in the dugout as well. Marcus Stroman watching that just at the top step, that at bat. I think a lot of people were kind of having a lot of fun with it. And, it didn't quite work out the Jays the way the Jays were hoping it to, but I think everyone thinks that there's a little bit of an added significance on this series, even though it is May and there's still a long way to go before this year is out. And in the end, it's only just uh, you know a regular four-game series, but I think I think it does mean a little something actually. Yeah, I would agree too. And I think for all the attention the bat flip gets, and rightfully so, people forget or at least overlook. The Rangers had that thing in the bag. They were, you know, they took the first yeah. two games in Toronto, lose the next two in their home ballpark. Toronto wins that unforgettable game five. So that definitely factors into it, too. It should be three more entertaining games between the teams uh, up there at Rogers Center. And, uh, Gregor, I know that, you know, I, I kind of get the sense that people are still trying to figure out what exactly they have in the 2016 Blue Jays. I don't think that the, the 12 and 15 record is a big concern, considering that at this time last year, they were 13 and 14, just one game better. And of course, things turned out great. But nonetheless, the Jays only have one winning streak this year of three games, and they seem to be kind of stuck in quicksand, two steps forward, two steps back. Do you get that, that same feeling of uncertainty a little bit when taking stock of, of what we have in the Blue Jays right now? Yeah, exactly. It's really hard to make you know, any kind of determinations on this team right now because it just seems like such a weird season. I mean, uh, this is a team that returned almost its entire offense from last year, and even if you were expecting a little bit, little bit of a downward dip from kind of the historic season that they had last year, you didn't expect the offense to drop quite this much. And I mean, this is supposed to be the best lineup in baseball, and so far it hasn't really been anything close to that. Uh, guys are striking out far too much. They're, they're still getting the type of production they expect out of the heart of the order uh, with guys like Josh Donaldson, Jose Batista, and even Edwin Encarnacion has been doing fine. Uh, but it's been that second half of the batting order, starting with Troy Tulowitzki, guys like that that have been real mystifying uh, performances so far. They haven't been getting much production out of first base. They've been getting next to nothing out of second. You would expect this to turn around at some point in time, but, uh, I mean, it, as much as we say it's early, I mean, now we're starting to get into – uh, you know, early May, middle of May, it's not a, it's not the, the second week of April anymore. At some point in time, you would have thought that this would have kind of turned things around offensively already, and, and so far it just hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean, it can't be early forever. Like you said, you know, struggling in April is one thing, but now, well, all right, it's the first week in May, and you don't want to panic, but at the same time, you can't just uh, say, well, it's early and, and teams go through this. I mean, we've got a full month in the books. 
long way to go. But like you said, there comes a point where you can't just say it's early and we're going to come out of it because at some point, maybe that does not happen. Uh, Gregor, you mentioned Troy Tulowitzki, and this is another guy just enigmatic right now. I mean, he homered on opening day uh, down in Tampa Bay, I believe. And, you know, there was the thought that, okay, he's fine. He's back. He's too low again. He had that adjustment period last year. It was rough at times, but he homers here on opening day. He's going to be the too low that we know. But here he is on May 3rd. He's batting 165. He's won for his last 20. The one was a home run, but he's also struck out nine times. I mean, is there cause for legitimate concern about too low? I think there is, and in a lot of ways, he's kind of the epitome of the, of the Jays' season right now because there have been those moments where it looks like he's going to break out. You know, I remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, I think he had a two-hit game and a three-hit game in the span of a week, and you kind of think, okay, this is the turning point right here. Uh, and then he went on a really long, extended streak. At one point in time, I think he was 0 for 16 with with eight strikeouts in there, and then there was a home run in Tampa, and you're like, okay, well maybe this is it. And and so far, those. You know those break, those those kind of breaking out points haven't really turned into a long extended stretch for him. And to me, it just looks like his timing is all out of whack at the plate. And it's a little surprising because he did look so good in spring training. It's just another uh, a lesson that you, you can't read too much into the results in camp. But he looked he looked great. And then as soon as the regular season started, it seemed like he was having all sorts of issues, especially with the high fastball. He's had a lot of a lot of tough times. Uh, really catching up to those those mid 90s pitches with a lot of the power arms around the game, and uh, again, it's it's one of those situations where you'd expect him to turn it around. I mean, the, the track record is there, uh, but so far uh, we haven't seen it, and and that's just like Blue Jays' record at times. Uh, that has been very mystifying. You know, we we hear a lot of guys that come out of Colorado if they put up big numbers. There's always that big glaring asterisk about well, the numbers are great. You played at Coors Field, but I think that for so many years. Tulo was kind of, you know, not subject to that because his talent was was so breathtaking that you figure it doesn't matter whether he's playing in Colorado or not because he is that good. But now, given that he's really, really struggled since day one, putting on that Blue Jays uniform uh, with the exception of, as you said, a couple of bright spots here and there, is there does that kind of reignite the chatter that, you know what, maybe he was just a product of Coors Field? Well, it's reignited the chatter because it, it, it's a question that I've I've been asked a lot about on Twitter and, and stuff from the fans. I, to me, I don't think there's anything to that. And, and one thing I would point: the power numbers are still are still there every now and then for him. It, it's been the at bat to at bat consistency. And I mean, Troy Tulowitzki uh, was one of the best players in the game for a very long period of time, and uh, he's just not looking the way he did in the batter's box. I think if he was in Colorado. Um, with the way things are going right now, his numbers would be very low as well. I don't think you would just see a spike in that. And, and, and we've seen some power from him. It's not like he's had all kinds of balls uh, going to the warning track and just dying there. I mean, this, has been a, this has been a battle for him to make contact, and that would be an issue at Coors Field. It's an issue at Rogers Center. It doesn't matter where you're playing. Yeah, it's just a very mystifying uh, stretch here for uh, Troy Tulowitzki. As we said, his batting average down to uh, 165 on the season, and that's a guy that definitely needs to turn things around to, to get the Blue Jays lineup to where it was. Maybe not those epic levels of a historic season in 2015, but something resembling it if the Jays are going to get back on the other side of 500 here. Uh, Gregor, on the pitching end of things, uh, the Jays opened the month of May on a strong note. As on his uh, 25th birthday, Marcus Stroman had perhaps the finest outing of his year, led the Jays to a 5-1 win in St. Pete against the Rays. And we know that, you know, Stroman's uh, MO, his specialty, is having a diverse array of pitches. He doesn't just rely on a fastball-slider combination. He's got five or six ways to get you out. It seemed like he used that repertoire to its fullest extent 
uh, on uh, this past weekend, maybe more so than at any other point this year. Yeah, and that's something he talked about right after that game was he thought that, uh, you know, for the first time this year, he had, the, he had the best mix of utilizing all six of his pitches, and it really did seem, as cliche as this might sound, it really did seem like him and Russell Martin uh, were on the same page for that start. And, and the Tampa Bay hitters just didn't look comfortable pretty much for the entire game. I mean, that was that was as much as, as Marcus Stroman could possibly cruise. The, the only mistake he made was, was the one uh, hanging slider that Evan Longoria hit over the fence. But outside of that, he was near perfect. And, uh, you know, in terms of the Jays, that's where all the positive news is surrounding this team. It's it's another mystifying thing almost. I mean, this starting rotation was supposed to be the major weakness of this team going into the season, and so far it's been by far the biggest strength. The, the performances that they've been getting out of guys like Jay Happ, Marco Estrada, even though he's been battling some injuries. I mean, that starting five is the reason that the Blue Jays uh, haven't – dug themselves a huge hole here early on. There's been offensive issues. There's been some issues in the bullpen. Uh, but the starting rotation has won them a lot of games so far this year. And if there's anything you can build off of for this team right now, it's definitely that because it's been an encouraging sign pretty much all year long. I mean, it's it's incredible, too. If somebody comes up to you in spring training and says, you know, here are the Blue Jays' starting rotation numbers through their first 27 games, what will their record be? You think, I don't know, 25 and two, <laughs> given all yeah. the offensive fireworks. And it, it's unbelievable how things play out sometimes that this lineup, which was expected to carry the team has not. And as you said, the pitching, which wasn't, a, it wasn't a concern, I would say in spring training, but obviously losing David Price was a big blow, but they've been the stars of this team. And they are the reason why the Blue Jays are even as close to 500 as they are uh, 12 and 15 entering tonight. Uh, Gregor, just to wrap up here, I also read that uh, Stroman, and Jose Bautista, after the game on Sunday, took a, a flight from Florida back to Toronto to catch the Raptors game seven over the Pacers. Uh, in the, they beat the Pacers in the NBA playoffs. Is this, uh, you know, is this kind of a common thing, this interaction between, you know, two pro sports teams in the same city, both successful, you know, the, the Blue Jays showing their support? Have we seen Raptors in the Blue Jays clubhouse? What's that relationship like? Yeah, in Toronto it certainly is. We've seen it. We've seen some crossover over the years with the Maple Leafs as well. And and last year I remember, uh, you know, quite quite well, uh, Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry coming into the. Uh, they weren't in Blue Jays clubhouse, but they were waiting outside. And they they've been uh, here many times down the stretch last year. And they were here for the playoff games. And I think Marcus Stroman and Jose Batista were were kind of returning the favor. But more than anything else, they probably wanted to be there to see the scene. Both of those guys are big Hoops fans especially Marcus Stroman uh, and just, you know, seeing the tweet, I think yesterday or when he, as soon as he landed on Sunday, uh, you know, tweeted that he had landed and was immediately on his way to the ACC. And I think they got there just in time uh, for the second half and for what obviously was a, a very memorable uh, game seven between the Raptors and Indiana. But yeah, these guys have a little bit of a relationship at least that they've, they've been showing up uh, over the years to support each other. And uh, good luck to the Raptors the rest of the way. Uh, hopefully we can count on a Cavs-Raptors Eastern Conference Finals. And if that's the case, I'm sure that Stroman and Bautista and company will be at the ACC, of course, when they're able to. Uh, Gregor Chisholm, great stuff as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. Thank you again. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Toronto Blue Jays.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.